You're listening to The Q's Podcast, episode 104. Thanks for tuning in today, Q's Podcast Nation, to our latest show. Whether you're listening from your car, your home, or your office, we are grateful to you for joining us. As you know, this show is where you can hear credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts provide a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. My name is Lisa Hograff, Senior Editor for Q's and our Credit Union Management Magazine. Today, I'm happy to have Jeff Mortensen on the show. Jeff is VP of Client Relations for SWBC's Financial Institution Group. A Q supplier member, SWBC is a diversified financial services company providing insurance, mortgage, and investment services to financial institutions, businesses, and individuals. Based in San Antonio, Texas, SWBC is the sponsor of this show. During this episode, Jeff and I will be talking about a perennial credit union subject, collections. But we'll be talking about it from the perspective of the pandemic, the health crisis, coupled with related financial uncertainty, is making protecting a credit union's loan portfolio ever more important. I think you'll find a lot of value in what Jeff has to say about how you can leverage technology to be both more empathetic to borrowers and more effective in collections. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd like the listeners to the show today to get to know you a little bit before we jump into talking about collections. Do you have a quote or a professional mantra that you live by that you'd feel comfortable sharing? Sure, Lisa. One of my favorite quotes is from Secretary of State Colin Powell. He says, there's no secrets to success. It is a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Oh, that's a big one. How does that play out in your work or in your life? If you think about the quote itself, it kind of takes in all of the processes that you have to go through to be successful. It obviously takes preparation. Sometimes even with preparation and hard work, there's failure, but it's a continuous process to improve to get to that successful moment. As someone who works for a professional development, a learning organization, I I like that idea very much. So today we're going to talk about collections, which is something that credit unions deal with every day. But right now in the middle of this pandemic, it's probably more front of mind than even usual. What changes have you seen in the collections market since the pandemic hit? Lisa, I would say the biggest changes I've seen is credit unions taking a a more empathetic approach to collections. Many reduce the frequency of calls being made. Some even place their collection efforts on hold altogether. Collections just kind of took on a different tone. Credit unions took the approach of how can we help our members? They were very accommodating by providing loan extensions, skip of pays, and forbearances beyond their own standard policies. These measures, I think, allowed members some breathing room so they could assess their current and future financial situations. I would say they were true to their mission of people helping people. I'm interested in that you think that credit unions have gotten even more empathetic in collections than they have been right along. Would you say more about what you're seeing that makes you identify that trend? They clearly understood upfront 
that they need to figure out how to help their members. And by consistently calling members on a every three-day or every two-day basis, obviously did not help their members. So they took a step backwards, I'll say, and said, wait a minute, what's best for our memberships and how can we help them and help them not today, but for the future. And they stay members with us in the future as well. I like that very much. They identified a process that wasn't working well for them, and then they moved forward into things that fit their philosophy better and serve their members better. It's fantastic. They were proactive with it. Being proactive with it has been very successful for them. So I think what they end up doing is creating more loyal membership, right? You're there to help me. You helped me through this difficult time. Now I'm okay. I'm going to be top of mind when I make my payments in the future. And the credit union is the one that helped me. The pandemic has been kind of an up and down thing. The economy maybe hasn't gotten so bad as we thought. And yet now we're starting to hear about more layoffs. And it depends on your geography and it depends on the industry your members come from. So with all of that, how would you say credit unions can prepare for the potential increase in delinquencies that could come with this pandemic as we ride it out? There are a few things credit unions can do to prepare for the aftermath of the pandemic. The first thing is an abundance of caution is increase their provision for loan losses. And I think at this point, most credit unions have been doing this. Keep in mind, the pre-COVID unemployment rate was about 3.5%, and the unemployment reported recently was 7.9%, down from a high of nearly 15%. Let's hope it continues on a downward trend. Second, I would say they can try to get ahead of it. Use their data. Identify pre-delinquent members that are at risk and create outbound financial health check calling campaigns. This allows credit unions an opportunity to be proactive in their efforts, plus determine if there's anything they can do to mitigate the risk. I also believe it shows the genuine concern credit union has for their memberships and communities. Third, ensure they have the capacity to support the increased number of accounts that will be falling into delinquency, leveraging multiple communication channels and their contact strategies, such as text, emailing, interactive voice response, along with their voice calling campaigns. The pandemic is an event none of us has experienced before. Delinquency is something many of the members have never experienced before either. There may be some embarrassment factor associated with getting a collection call. So using less intrusive methods of communicating and providing them self-service options will go a long way with building trust and loyalty from their members. Yes, credit unions really are about helping their members. I experienced that with my own credit union, and of course, I work with it every day. You mentioned text messaging as a borrower communication channel. Do people actually read business-related texts? We found that sending texts on business-related issues to members has been highly effective on two of our other lines of business collateral protection insurance and payments. In fact, we've sent over two and a half million texts to members on behalf of their credit unions over the past two and a half years. Here are some other statistics that I believe are relevant to the acceptance of texting. 81% of Americans text regularly. Over 6 billion texts are sent daily. 64% of consumers have a positive perception of companies that communicate via text. And texting is the most used form of communication for American adults under the age of 50. And two often quoted uh, statistics are 98% of texts are open and 95% of texts are open within three minutes of receipt. Wow, those are some pretty amazing statistics. 
It definitely plays out in our lives. Even older people in my life now are really picking up their phones and texting. Yeah, I think people have just adjusted to text. I think it's just a way of life at this point. It's only going to get more prevalent in society, I believe, in the future. I think you're right about that. So, Jeff, I understand that SWBC recently partnered up with FICO to offer omni-channel customer communication strategies. Why is this alliance with FICO so important? The alliance with FICO is important because it provides clients with additional options to contact their members during delinquency. Until the implementation of FICO, we leveraged a dialer to make outbound calls and had collection agents speak directly with members. Now we're able to provide our clients with additional contact options that include IVR, texting, and emailing, in line with members' preferred methods of communication. Each of the channels provides the member the ability to self-serve. They can simply click on a link in a text or email and go to the credit union's web payment portal to resolve their delinquency. With the IVR, members can also make a payment, promise to pay, or if needed, speak to an agent. FICO is a well-known and credible brand. They provide more than just credit scores. They have been in the analytics and software business for over 60 years. SWBC is very proud of the alliance we've established with FICO. So one of the curiosity questions that this editor has learning about this is how does a credit union know what a member's preferred channel is? What happens over time is you have to start establishing that preferred channel of communication. It's either done by the member themselves through the onboarding process. So they say, I would prefer to be communicated with via text, via voice, via email. Or in the collections world, you could identify that in refinement processes as you start performing more text and emails and IVRs, what you're able to identify is how the member responded to each one of those communications. And you will find over time that they're more apt to either respond to a text, they're more apt to respond to an email or an IVR. And that's the channel that you would generally contact them with in the future. And so the system helps the rep that's working for the credit union to track that and say, oh, John answers more often when I use text, so I should probably use text to reach out. Correct. We all do that in our own communications individually. Like I have a teacher that I know prefers the phone. So when I need to talk to Sam, I call him. Even though for 90% of my communications, I text. I know he prefers phones, so I do that. So this system actually tracks communications and then helps sort out what the best way to reach a particular member would be. That's great. So Jeff, this is really interesting. I'm wondering a little bit more about how this works on a day-to-day basis. If a credit union works with this omni-channel customer communication platform that you're offering, what exactly happens? What does the member get? What is the member's next step when they receive a message from the system? Can you tell me a little bit more about how this looks in practice? Sure, great question. The credit union would send over their members to SWBC And then SWBC would load the FICO system. And then the FICO system will orchestrate whether they're getting an IVR call, whether they're getting an email, or whether they're getting a text. And then within the email or the text, there are two options. One option is to click on a link to be able to go to the credit union's web payment portal to make a payment or call back to the IVR, and in the IVR menu, it allows the member to be able to make a payment using a 
uh, checking or savings account, make a payment using the ACH. They have an option to promise to pay, or they can speak to an agent. Lots of good options. Jeff, does that go back to the idea that credit unions are empathetic collectors and that in this case of the pandemic, they're working really hard to be even more empathetic than they've been in the past? Yes, that's truly the case. And then again, this saves some of those members that have never been in a delinquent status from maybe some embarrassment they might be experiencing because they simply have never been delinquent before. And this gives them that option for less intrusion. I'm sure that might be very difficult for some people and that doing it via text versus via voice or in person might be a lot easier to manage. Talk to me a little bit about how you will utilize the FICO member outreach capabilities across early, mid, and late stage collection efforts. We created out-of-the-box omni-channel communication strategies for the early stage delinquency for the initial product launch. I have noticed a great deal of interest from credit unions to leverage the system in the mid and late stages as well. We're starting to have those internal discussions in that regard. Jeff, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you'd like to tell our listeners? I think your listeners would agree that there's no crystal ball that will tell us where delinquency is headed in the next few months. Credit unions need to be prepared, at least on a temporary basis, to handle increased delinquency. They should consider adding, you know, multiple communication strategies for collecting delinquent accounts, including IVR, text, and email with self-service capabilities. Omnichannel, along with the traditional collection models, will maximize their results. It does seem like automation helps us to handle volume. This seems like a parallel to, for example, a loan origination system where you can do more loans if you have a process that you follow every time and you make it really consistent. Would you say that's a fair parallel for considering this kind of a system? Yes, that's an excellent parallel. So Jeff, if someone wanted to learn more about this, what would be their next step? If they're an existing SWBC client, they can go ahead and contact their account vice president or they can go on to swbc.com. Thank you so much for these wonderful thoughts about empathy in collections and the clearly important question of how collections will go forward during the pandemic. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Jeff. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the Q's podcast. It seems like yesterday that we published our 100th anniversary show. Thanks so much to you, our listeners, dedicated credit union professionals who make learning and development part of your everyday habit. You make the Q's podcast possible. Thanks also to sponsors like SWBC, our sponsor for this episode. And of course, thanks to Jeff for being our guest. You can find SWBC on the web at swbc.com. If you're interested in more on collections, including several pieces of content by SWBC, simply search for collections on cumanagement.com. Get additional credit union-specific content when you visit cumanagement.com. If you're interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion, please click on the orange banner at the top of the page. If you liked this podcast, you would also like hearing the highly rated speakers who will be part of our Knowledge and Networking November and our Directors and Dialogue December online events. To learn more about these offerings and how one registration will serve everyone at your credit union, 
please visit cues.org slash knn and cues.org slash ddd. If you're a Cues member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development, many of which are available online. Visit cues.org slash membership to learn more. Thanks again for listening today. Cues is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Cues can help you realize your potential, visit cues.org today.